Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. I'm not staying in ignorance and darkness. I'm growing. I'm learning, right? learning how to identify the, the things of the enemy and to resist them and give them no place and overcome, learning to identify the things of God, yield to them, give them full place. And uh, when your spirit is fed, you get stronger inside. And that makes all the difference in dealing with things in life. When, when you're weak in your spirit, even small things seem insurmountable. And that's why people are so quick to just throw up their hands and give up and quit. They're just so quick to become hopeless. It's not that the problems are so huge, it's that their strength is so small. The scripture says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And God has given us his own spirit and he's big. Do you believe it? Oh, he's big. He's big. And he's in you. And that bigness and that strength and that wisdom and that power, he will give to you. And it, will, it can come out of your insides, out of your heart, into your head, into your understanding, into your body, into your life, so that you truly are an overcomer. Father, all of us agree together as touching this asking for light, asking for the anointing that causes this overcoming, uh, overwhelming victory that your will and plan to manifest in us and on us and through us and by us, we ask for it. In Jesus' name, to your glory, amen. Would you look please in Hebrews, the third chapter again, we've been talking about overcoming unbelief, and that's part of being an overcomer, and it's something you do have to overcome, because every day in this uh, cursed world we live in, this dark world we live in, uh, you'll be tempted to uh, waver, you'll be tempted to doubt, you'll be tempted to fear. Everybody, uh, temptations will come, no matter who you are, what you think you know, how long you've been walking with God. No, no one is beyond being tempted. Jesus himself was tempted. You know what the scripture said in Hebrews? He was tempted in all points, just like us, yet without sin. Wow. He never missed it. He's my hero. How about you? He never yielded to one wrong thing, one wrong time, proven it could be done 
as a human being. He didn't do it as God. He didn't do it with any unfair advantage over us. If, that were the, if he did it as God, how can he tell us, okay, now you do it. We're like, well, I'm not God. <laughs> he did it as a man. That's why he said, if you believe on me, the works that I do, you'll do also. Now, if he did them as God, how can I believe that? Right? But if he did them as a man, anointed with the Holy Spirit, and he would anoint me with the same Holy Spirit, hallelujah, and give me the authority in his name that he walked in, I can see the glorious possibilities, hallelujah, of having the same kind of things in our lives today that Jesus had that we read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. He is, he is living in me, living in me working, through me. working through me. Hallelujah. It's happening for me, in me today. We're cautioned in Hebrews 3, 7 says, today as the Holy Spirit says, don't harden your hearts like they did. Verse 10, I was grieved with that generation, said they always err in their heart. They've not known my ways. Verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. We don't want to leave God. We want to go to God, draw near to him, get closer to him. And he said he'd respond and draw near to us. And so we're told here and in 1 Corinthians 10 and other places in the New Testament to take heed to what happened in what we call the Old Testament, in the uh, uh, deliverance and travels and experiences of the Israelites that God brought out of uh, Egyptian slavery. There's a lot we are supposed to learn from every one of those episodes and accounts. So we've been taking the New Testament seriously, and we have been going back and studying them one at a time. And we're now up to number 13 in our study of these 15 uh, accounts where they failed to trust God. They, they yielded to unbelief. And if you haven't been with us for the previous ones, go to faithschool.org online and you can watch, listen to all of them previous, no charge. There's no cost at all. And the name of the series is Overcoming Unbelief. Go with me back to Numbers, please, the, uh, the 20th chapter, and let's continue in our study of overcoming unbelief. Say it out loud, I am, I am born, of God. born of God. That makes me, that makes me an, overcomer. an overcomer. And I overcome, and I overcome doubt, doubt, fear, fear and, unbelief. and unbelief. It doesn't overcome me. It doesn't overcome me. I overcome it. I overcome it. Hallelujah. That's right. I don't, don't let it beat you. you it, it beat them. But we're learning how to prevent that from happening. In, in Numbers 20, uh, we had seen in uh, 11 and 12 that the uh, rebellion of Korah was number 11. Number 12 was Aaron's rod that budded. And, and here's number 13. This we, we can call the, um, uh, the waters here of strife is actually the name of the, the place, Waters of Strife. 
Uh, said, then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. Now, there'll be some things that sound familiar, even some similarities between what happened here and what's recorded in Exodus 17. But they're two different incidents. And the reason why, you say, well, yeah, but it's, just, it's the same place and a similar thing. Well, they're going in circles. Can, you remember that? In the wilderness. And if you read the previous chapter, or this chapter actually, they, they asked permission to go through the land of Edom and were told they could not. And so they had to turn back into the wilderness. And so they're just circling out there. And that's what they did until that whole first generation died. Said out loud, not the will of God. That's the thing. If you're struggling with that, uh, friend, do not just let this go until you get this settled. If you say, well, no, now, if it happened, it must be the will of God. Wrong, wrong, wrong. This wandering around out here and dying in the wilderness, not the plan of God. Not the will of God. Why did it happen to them? Because of their unbelief. And if that's not clear to you, don't stop until you get clear on it. And I'm not talking about what you think. Well, I don't know if I agree with you, preacher. You don't, you don't have to think about me. Put your nose in this book, right? This is the authority. Not what you have heard or thought or even what other preachers have said. This is the authority. And he said, we just got through reading it, uh, you know, earlier classes as well. In Hebrews 3, it was their unbelief that kept them out. Not God. Not God. God is not your problem, right? <laughs> and he's not withholding good things from you. No, he's not. He's the answer, and he's good, and his plan is good. But you've got to give him something to work with, right? Work. Can you hear God saying, work with me, right? <laughs> work with me. Uh, Numbers 20. They came to the wilderness or desert of Zen, and uh, Miriam, who's uh, Moses' sister, died there. You remember Miriam as a young girl, she ran along the riverbank when the baby Moses was in the basket. You remember that? And uh, they had to basically throw their male babies away or the whole family was in danger of being wiped out because of the Egyptians' fear of the population explosion that was going on with the, the Jewish people. And um, you remember she ran along beside the side of the river and they made a little basket. And Moses, you know, Moses, his very name means drawn out of the water, taken out of the water. And uh, how that then, you know, the, the princess of Egypt uh, saw him. And, and so then his sister runs up and says, do, do I need to try to find you somebody to nurse him? You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> Which just happened to be his mom. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but this is Miriam, who now has been with them in their travels all these years, and now uh, she's finished her life. She's left. Verse 2, there's no water for the congregation. Again, if you've been studying these accounts, this has happened repeatedly. Which is not a shock. 
in the desert, right? And you've got two million or so people and all their livestock. And you got all the cows and the sheep and the goats and the camels and on and on. How much water would it take to get them through a day? One day. Man, we're talking, you know, thousands and thousands of gallons. And much less months and months. And so here they, all their reserves are gone. They don't know where to replenish. And so um, this is a challenge. Is it not? Yes. Tell me about challenges, <laughs> class. <laughs> huh? This is a challenge. Now, why am, I, why am I saying this? Do we ever have challenges in life? Huh? You run into a situation and uh, maybe you're not out of water, but you're out of money. Hmm? Out of money? I mean, got four drops in the bucket <laughs> and you need nine barrels full and got no clue where you might find it or get it. What is this? What is this? This is a challenge, right? A challenge. And if I, don't, if I can't see how to fix it and I don't understand from where, that's going to require something based on what you can't see. Huh? And so I can walk by sight, which is what they chose to do. Or you can walk by faith, right? And, and you, can, you can go by things seen or you can go by things not seen. The God who they couldn't see, but there were manifestations of him everywhere around them and so many miracles. And so they had many, many reasons to go, well, hey, we've been here before, right? right? Yes, They've been exactly here before. And God miraculously uh, took care of them. So say it out loud again. Every challenge, Every challenge is, an is an opportunity for me to demonstrate, me to demonstrate my, trust in my, God. my trust in my God. Amen. Amen. It's a choice, right? It's just a choice. It's a choice. And uh, you, you could be tempted. I shouldn't say could. You will be, you will be tempted at times to just be weary and to go, you know, not again, and, um, and not have a clue, I can't see how or where, wouldn't even know where to look, where to start, and you'll be tempted to cry, feel bad, feel sorry, but you better not. That's right. I said, you better not, unless you want to die out in the desert, right? You better not. What better you do? Get yourself by the ear. Is that right? They say, uh uh, boy, hush up, hush up. Dry them eyes. Get up from there. God's done too much for you. Too many times for you to be acting like this. Don't you act like that? You know what God can do. You know what He can do. So here, this is an opportunity to show and demonstrate Lord, I trust you. And even through the hardest times, the toughest times in life, through your tears, through the pain, if you look up, and even if you have to say, God, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on here. But I trust you. Yes. In life, 
in death. I trust you with my last breath. I will trust you. Hallelujah. You are the good God. You're the faithful God. I'm looking to you. I'm holding on to you. I'm tr- Friend, that will get you through anything. I mean, there's nothing in life that can happen that that kind of response won't get you through. And you don't have to know it all. You don't have to understand it all. You just make a choice. No, I'm not leaving God. I'm not leaving, and I'm not going to say anything disrespectful. That's foolish. And I'm not going to act like God can't do this, because I know he can. Right? I know he can. Then you start getting sassy. Is that right? You start just getting sassy with the enemy. You say, you, you think I'm not going to get my needs met? You think, you're wrong about that? You better just hide and watch. Huh? Just watch and see. Just watch and see. I call every bill paid. I call every need met. We're going to do everything that the Lord told us to do. We're going over big for Jesus. That's what we're doing. Watch out. Watch out. (laughs) And you know, you you act like that. Nobody ever trusted in him and was made ashamed. He will watch over his words in your mouth and he will confirm them. And he'll bring them to pass. And it'll be shown that God is faithful. I know... uh, uh, years ago, Phyllis and I, my wife and I were just starting out in the ministry, and we needed some money. And looking back now, you know, it wasn't a lot of money, but to us then, it was. It's all relative to where you are. And uh, the time had come and gone, and we didn't have the money. And now we're a few days behind. And so uh, I came in from, from work, and Phyllis asked me, she said, what do you think's going on? And I said, well, I I don't know everything. I said, but uh, I know this. Uh, God uh, meets our needs through people. And anytime you got people involved, (laughs) you got potential issues. Is that right? Problems. Because people don't always obey God. And they, in fact, they never have to. People, they can, they can procrastinate. Is that right? They can delay. And they can just flat never obey. I said, but I know this. God's faithful. And if he has to use somebody else, he will. And whatever he has to do, he will do. And I mentioned somebody that we had been listening to their preaching, uh, an elder, that we did not know them personally and hadn't spent any time with them. But I said, you know, we, you believe they, he can hear from God? And she said, oh, yeah. I said, if God has to speak to him to bring it, whatever he has to do, he will do it. Two days later, that man found me, came to me, and handed me the money. My mouth was like... <laughs> I, I, what I had said to her, I said, you know, uh, God had the, the ravens fly food in. Is that right? For, for Elijah the prophet. If God has to get a, 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 an old dog to bring it in a paper sack, I mean, whatever, if, whoever he has to use. And I mentioned that man. I said, if God has to use him. And, and basically when he was handing me the money, because I knew he didn't really know us and he didn't know the situation. But like we were saying, he knew God and heard from God. And so the Lord was saying to me while he was handing me the money, the Lord saying, 
What you said about me is right. Yes. I will use whoever I have to use, but it will get done. Yes. Oh, praise God. Somebody say, God, God is, is faithful. 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 The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy. But did you hear how Phyllis and I were talking? Huh? See, we're not saying, oh, no, it's not going to work. We're not going to have it. We're not going to make it. Oh, I don't know why God, why God, why God. No, that's going to get you nowhere except stuck. Remember what complaining does? It causes you to remain permanently <laughs> in the junk, in the mess. No, it was a challenge. I needed the money. Didn't have it. It's even a little bit late now. But the Lord knew, as it turned out, it wasn't really late. Uh, we didn't know that, but uh, it was a, an opportunity to demonstrate trust in God. And every day there will be new opportunities. Said out loud, new challenges, new challenges are just new opportunities, just new opportunities for, me to show for me to show I trust my God. Hallelujah. In word and in deed. Hallelujah. And whatever you affirm that he is to you, that gives him a right to be that to you. Just like you say, Jesus is my Savior. He's my Redeemer. Well, that gives him every right to be that to you. You want to go further. You want to say, he's my healer. You want to say, he's my protector. You want to say, he's my, my baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Is that right? And he is my provider. Come on, everybody say it out loud. The Lord my God, the Lord my God is, is my faithful provider. My faithful provider. He, takes care of me. he takes care of me. He takes good care of me. And he supplies all my needs according to his riches, to his riches. In, glory in glory by Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. I, will not want. I will not want. I shall not lack. I shall not lack. I'll have abundance, I'll have abundance of, every good thing of every good thing and plenty to give, and plenty to, give to His glory. To his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you want to talk like that, not just when I'm leading you, <laughs> right? You want to talk like that at home, by yourself, everywhere you go, everything you do. I know I'm being repetitive, but it'll bless you in time to come. You get hit with something, you'll hear me preaching at you. <laughs> You'll hear me saying, it's a challenge, but it's just another opportunity for you to demonstrate your faith in God. So now here, they got a challenge. What's the challenge? Verse 2. No water. And out in the desert, it's 110 in the shade. Uh, that's an issue. And you're out of water. They gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. Bad move, right? Bad move. Have they done this before? Have you been with us on our study? This is like their standard response, right? Things go, things, there's a challenge, there's a need. Their first thought is blaming others. Now this, it's exactly that way today. Have you listened 
to the current generation? Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you watched to see what, how people are doing? Um, unbelief refuses to take responsibility for its own actions and its own choices and its own mistakes. And if you won't repent, you won't get mercy and you won't get grace and you won't get help. God resists the proud. Hmm? And, and acting haughty and acting prideful like you haven't made any mistakes and like it's all somebody else's fault, you, you won't get any help, you won't get any grace, you won't get any mercy. And that's a bad place to be, right? No help from God. You won't make it. You won't make it without his help. But the humble, the humble get grace. The humble get help. And one of the key, uh, one of the main characteristics of humility is honesty. You show me a humble individual, I'll show you an honest individual. People lie many times because of pride, because of embarrassment, because of shame, because of wanting to impress or not wanting anybody to know that they made a mistake or or whatever. So many lies and deception and covering. But humility will say, I messed up. Hmm? And the wonderful thing about that, help's already on the way. (laughs) Will you say that? Before God, help is already headed to you. All you got to do is say, we messed up. Whose fault was it that they're out there in the wilderness with no water? Help me out, class. Help me out. Help me out. Are they still supposed to be out here in the wilderness? So, see, when you're out of the will of God, you're dealing with problems you should have never had. Huh? Can you see that? They got lack, but they're not even in the right place. If they're over there in the promised land, there's plenty of water. Is that right? Wells, you don't even have to dig. They're already there. Right? Got your own well. You don't even have to share with the camel herd next door. Right? Got your own well and streams and and all of that. But instead of going, you know, man, we should have listened to God. Man, what are we doing out here? We're, We're not in the will of God. Oh, God, have mercy. Instead of that... They blame Moses. They blame Aaron. And they chode with them and said, Would God we had died when our brethren died. You brought us in the wilderness that we and our cattle should die out here. You brought us out here to die. No. Say it out loud. I refuse. I refuse. To be proud. To be proud. And blame others. And blame others. I will admit, I will admit my, own mistakes, my own mistakes and ask for mercy. And, ask for mercy. and I'll, get it too, I'll get it too. Because God, because God is, gracious. is gracious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our time's up again. But friend, don't wait till the next class. Don't wait till the next hour. When you make a mistake, immediately admit it to God. Don't hide it. He already knows it. Don't hide it. Don't run from Him. Run to him and help will immediately flow. Grace, 
flows to the humble. Well, time's up. Like I said, we'll see you again soon back here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.